Welcome to Flip the Script, the show where we talk about all your favorite adapted films and where they got their start. Before we begin, I'd like to remind you that the following episode will spoil important plot points from the movie and its original source. I'm your host, Kim Labick, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right, so Brina, who are you? How do I know you? How did we get here? Oh my gosh, it's been a journey. Um, I'm Sabrina. I know Kim from many, many years ago, back in the high school days when you still lived within a thousand miles of us. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been, you know, quite a few years. God, it really has been. The last time I saw you was two years ago? Or no, wait, I went for Christmas last year. Yeah. You always like to show up on Christmas and surprise me for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody else knows, but you never tell me I- exclusively. Like, my surprise for Christmas every year is just Kim. And I'm like, okay, I'm fine with this. Like <laughs> That is my gift to you. But just everybody else knows. That's the weirdest part. I'm like, okay, I guess me and Kim are, like, the best friends because like you're surprising me you just don't care about anyone else you're like exactly whatever you can help me plan exactly <laughs> see so this is my good friend brina guys and today we're going to be talking about pocahontas we are two midwest raised white women talking about Absolutely. pocahontas so you know <laughs> go ahead this was my main struggle but we are trying our best. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when it comes down to it, just remember, just keep in mind that, again, we are two white women talking about this. So we'll do our best. Um, yes. But we... We will have to set reminders. Yeah, we will have to... Throughout the the podcast. Disclaimers. Be like, I'm so sorry. Pretty much. Um. So yeah. So there's like a lot of different iterations of this story. There's no real one for sure story. There were actually a lot of different retellings in the early days. Um, And of course, now there's a lot of different retellings. But we're going to mainly focus on kind of like the current knowledge that we have of this story versus the Disney movie. Everyone knows the 1995 Disney classic. So we're going to start off first. Do you have a favorite quote? I do. So my favorite quote, I honestly wanted to just pick the entire Colors of the Wind song because every single line is just so good and so profound. But the one that I narrowed it down to is come roll in the riches all around you and for once never wonder what they're worth. Which I think is like even a great line to carry on like to this day because people are always so concerned about the worth of things. It's so materialistic that I just thought this line was like, very timeless like it'll it carries from that time to this time like people will always just be worried about money yeah especially as we move into like the holiday season and people are like i know even myself dude i'm gearing up for like you know black friday and christmas and all i want is a playstation but i'm like there's (laughs) there's greater value in just living life and being happy and experiencing nature because i mean no offense, man, but out here in California, we have some gorgeous, gorgeous Mother Earth. No offense. No. <laughs> Why would I be offended? Because our temperatures are <laughs> you like You used to live here, too. Perfect. I know you've seen the nature out here, and we get to experience the nature here in every season. So I could even argue that it is more beautiful here because 
We have like actual trees. Do you guys even have those? Oh my or you just have palm trees? Okay, weird side note before we really get into this. Before I moved to California, I genuinely thought that most of the trees were going to be palm trees. I was convinced. I was like, that's all I see in movies. Right. It's going to be palm trees everywhere. And maybe like a handful of regular trees. Plot twist, there is a cohesive mixture of regular trees and palm trees. There's not as many palm trees as I thought. And it was that's a little good. disappointing. I mean, but yeah. still fun. Usually when people post pictures of California, like no one's going to go to California and take a picture of a regular tree. Like, and be like, look at this evergreen. I'm in Los Angeles. Exactly. No one's going to know where you're at. Which I'm pretty sure California's trees aren't even from there, like the palm trees. I'm pretty sure they're from Florida. And they ship them over there just for the aesthetic. Yeah, they're, they're an invasive species. Accurate to California. Yeah. <laughs> pretty and much. Accurate to Pocahontas and the fact that like palm trees oh could gosh. be a metaphor for the white people who invaded, you know, Los Angeles, which could be a metaphor for the americas that's a that's a transition (laughs) that is a perfect metaphor and a perfect transition from our first time going off topic already (laughs) within the first few minutes so that's good it's gonna be the whole thing um you know it wasn't that far off topic we're talking about nature you know this movie is very about like the land and what it gives to us kind of thing so Mm -hmm. it makes sense absolutely so i want to start off talking about some of the some of like the major differences of this story versus the Disney film. And the very first one... Well, there's a lot. Yeah, there's so many. The very first one is literally the name Pocahontas. As I was looking into this... It's her not real even name, her name. Well, yeah, her real name wasn't even Pocahontas. Her real name was Mata... Oh, hang on. See, I knew her name wasn't Pocahontas, but I didn't write it down because I didn't know how to say it and I didn't want to be, you know, that person. Remember, we are white. Mont- yes, we are white. I apologize. Matawaka is, I believe, the pronunciation of her real name. Pocahontas was actually like a nickname given to yeah. her. It means a uh, playful one. And apparently the only reason that she's known by this name instead is because the Native Americans had like a superstition that if her name was given to these English settlers, that she would be vulnerable to harm. Yeah, I I read that it was like, their like birth given name is like very sacred to them. So then they go by like a nickname or something. And I didn't know that they uh, refrained from that because they thought, you know, it would save her from harm, which it did not. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, they just called her Pocahontas then and um, called it a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many differences in this story. The issue is that because this original story is from the 1600s, nobody really knows what happened, Mm -hmm. but... Most of the things, um, it's pretty dark, and it's pretty uh, not Disney, we'll say. Yeah. But, I mean, aren't all of, like, the princess stories kind of originally super dark, and then Disney just, like, brightens them up to be like, well, nothing terrible ever happened. Everyone had their happily ever after. Yeah, I don't think that um, Disney understands that sometimes things are just, like, tragic. They don't have to make them. Like, happily ever after isn't doesn't have to be true, you yeah. know? Absolutely. The world is uh, a complicated place. Yes, very much so. Um, Yeah, but uh, when I was reading about the original story, it was... The thing that I saw the most about it was... So they came over and they kidnapped Pocahontas and brought her to England. Some things that I read said she was 16, some said she was like 11. So either way, it's 
terrible. I mean, no matter what, it's going to be terrible. So my favorite line is they bring her around Europe, like after kidnapping her, and they present her as a civilized savage. So that is their way of presenting her to all of the people in England. Like, look, here's a savage person that we've made like us because they converted her to Christianity, baptized her, and changed her name to Rebecca, (laughs) which is just so terrible, especially knowing how sacred their names are to them, too. Mm. Literally, (laughs) the most white woman name. They're like, here you go. No one cares about where you came from. And it's just like, I just don't understand why Disney would look at a story like this and be like, oh yeah, let's make this fun for children. Like, Oh my God. Okay. So one of my trivia questions to you is actually kind of about this, about how the story of Pocahontas became a Disney film. My gosh, trivia so early? Oh, yeah. I have two trivia questions for you, Brina. Okay, perfect. So this is the first one. Um, I'll bring the second one in later. But basically, I want to know, on what holiday do you think the Disney director conceived the idea to adapt the story into a film? On what holiday? And I think it's kind of obvious. I feel like, obviously, people would want to say Thanksgiving. So I'm scared that you're trying to trick me here, but... I'm going to stick with Thanksgiving because why would it be anything else? You are correct. It was Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, that's good. Which is strange because, you know, I'll get into it more later because I do want us to talk a bit about just the holiday itself. You know what? Fuck it. Let's talk about it now. Okay, why not? Do you have some Thanksgiving notes you want to share with us too? Because if not, I could just rant on and on forever. Uh, I mean, okay, so like, it's so weird, like getting older and like, having things ruined for you, essentially. So, like, when I was a kid, obviously I didn't know, like... You learn about it fairly early, like, a little bit, but I didn't know what Thanksgiving really was. The way that it was presented to us as children was it was, like, peaceful. They had dinner together. Like, it was, like, a whole thing when we know now that that is 100% not true. Like, nothing was peaceful. They didn't just have a dinner together and everything was all happy and... I think, like, nowadays, to me, Thanksgiving is essentially just a Hallmark holiday, like everything else Mm -hmm. is, and I've never, like, celebrated it as, like, oh, they found the new world because they didn't find anything, (laughs) but (laughs) I pretty much always just celebrate it as it's just another day, like, where I get to see all my family, and, like, I get to be thankful that I live now where people aren't coming in, stealing my land. And doing all this. So that is something to be thankful for. Very true. Very true. So to give a little bit of like background on the holiday itself, and I'm sure that by the time this episode is released, people have a little bit more background themselves because, you know, social media hopefully is going to kind of spread around like this was the real Thanksgiving. Yeah. But American Thanksgiving began in 1621, which was about four years after the real Pocahontas died. Um, She would have been around 25 Yeah, so the holiday stems from a Protestant tradition that held days of Thanksgiving that celebrated, like, good harvests, recovery from sickness, military victories, etc. And the Puritans also had these days of humiliation where they would fast, and these would be obviously the reverse. They would happen after, like, a military defeat and natural disasters and, like, diseases, all that kind of stuff. Which honestly seems like what we should be doing for 2020, but... Yes, that would be the entire year. <laughs> yeah. The humiliation <laughs> is 2020. 
Yeah. And it's crazy, too, because like, you know, there, it's no secret that like white people brought all of these diseases to the Americas when colonizing, like smallpox and yellow fever are like the most notable epidemics there. And unsurprisingly, in the midst of all of coronavirus this year, back in mid-August, the CDC released a study that showed that in 23 states, the rate at which American Indian and Alaska Natives were diagnosed with COVID was three and a half times that of non-Hispanic whites, which is not surprising, Wow, but very sad. Yeah, it is very sad. I did not know that. Yeah. Because that's not something that people talk about, of course. No, right? I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah. It sucks. It's obviously part of just like a larger problem in many ways, like a systemic problem. So is everything. <laughs> everything is just part of a larger problem. Yeah. That is America. Yeah. Like, I'll draw you a little picture here. America and then an equal sign and then problem. <laughs> that's your picture. Love it. So, yeah, that's just like a little bit of a Thanksgiving background. But let's hop back into Pocahontas. So... Another thing, you were kind of talking about, like, all the kidnapping stuff. So in the movie, obviously, there's no, like, Pocahontas never really gets kidnapped. Right. But as you mentioned, in real life, she does. So something that I found out around that is in, like, the timeline of things, in the Disney movie, Pocahontas falls in love with John Smith. Like, that is around the time that he's captured, obviously, because that's part of the plot. But in reality, first of all, she didn't even fall in love with John Smith. She just kind of, like, was friends with him a little bit. Yeah, they were... They were just friends. They never had a romantic relationship, which I don't understand where that came from. She married a tobacco farmer. Yeah, like, some old dude. He was also named John, but like you can't just smash them together. Or I guess you can. Right. I mean, I guess according to Disney, you can do whatever you want. But yeah, as long as a you know turns yeah, up that's in a so weird beautiful song and some good box office numbers. There is some pretty good songs in this movie. But, you know, it doesn't give them an excuse. Exactly. Well said, dude. But yeah, so timeline-wise also, when the real Pocahontas met John Smith, it was like after he had been captured. Or at least that's what I learned when I was looking into this. It was like they didn't even know each other until after. Right. So those two events, which are like the two main events of this movie, did not coincide. Like John Smith knowing Pocahontas right. and John Smith being captured. Yeah. The movie is just 100% not true. Like, any Google search will show you this movie is just, like, based off of whatever they decided. They were like, oh, here's this character. Uh, let's just make everything else up. <laughs> because why not? I mean, it has to be entertaining. And it has to work with how they do everything, you know. Their plots are pretty much very similar across the board. But, you know... I watch every Disney movie anyways, so they're clearly doing something right, even if they're doing something wrong. Oh my god, now it makes so much sense why Marvel is now Disney, because they just kept with like some of the same plot lines over and over again. Exactly. They're like, here's the same plot line, but we'll like change it a little and give you a different person living that life, and then you'll go see it. You'll go... <laughs> pay money and you'll sit in that theater and you'll be like wow this movie's so original but it's exactly the same <laughs> dude when was the last time that you saw a movie in theaters so me living in los angeles we have not had theaters open like practically all year but i know it's been different in other places yeah. um we did have a few theaters open up i think the end of august or not august october 
and we had thought about going, but we were like, that just seems sketchy. Like, yeah. I don't want to go get it, like, go see a movie and then get COVID at the movie. Like, I'd rather <laughs> just stay home and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. But um, I believe the last movie I saw was we went and saw Onward, which is Ooh. a fantastic movie. Literally love that movie so much. And it's on Disney Plus. So, you know, you can go watch that now <laughs> if you want. And you Hell don't yeah. have to go to a theater. All right. I'm just going to end this podcast and go watch that movie. <laughs> Goodbye. We're done. <laughs> just leaves your own podcast to watch Onward. And then I just carry on by myself. What if I didn't even tell That's you? Fine. What if I just picked up and left? I mean, you know, I would do my best to keep <laughs> this going. Just for you. I appreciate that. To like, keep that. your reputation. Thanks, man. <laughs> so course, another you know, we are best friends so another um i love how i just plow over that like you say we are best friends and i'm like well let's talk about something else <laughs> let's change the subject because that's not true and i don't want to hurt her feelings i don't even know i don't even know this woman i just met her yesterday yeah we met at uh whole foods is that what you guys got in california bro i go to whole foods all the fucking time i'm sure you do <laughs> I've never been in a Whole Foods. I'm terrified of them. It's once you go Whole Foods, dude, like you never go back. It's so hard. I don't feel like I would be able to read anything in that store. I'd be like, is any of this English? Most of the words are like artisan this and artisan that. And speaking of language. Segways. The queen of segways. Yeah. So they kind of just totally plow over the concept of a language barrier in this movie. Because oh my clearly, gosh. yeah, like everyone speaks English. It, um, Pocahontas speaks English. Her entire I couldn't community. even with this. The yeah, second they... I go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I was writing my notes while watching the movie. I just had a notepad and was just jotting stuff down. In my original notes, it just said, "So the wind blew, and she can suddenly speak English." Because yup. Like, she was speaking English, like, with her, like, tribe and her family, but, like, that was just so we could understand. It was, like, implied that they weren't actually speaking English to each other, but then all of a sudden, there's a gust of wind, and she can just speak straight-up English to him, and I just don't understand how how they expected us to just believe that. (laughs) Can that happen, and I can just, like, speak a different language? Because that would be super cool. Yeah, like, where I do mean, I need to go? To be fair, there is like a brief moment that they have in the film where John Smith and Pocahontas first meet uh, and they're talking about something. He's talking about gold. He's like, gold, you know, this like yellow stuff. This is what we're looking for. And she's like, oh, we got right. tons of that. Like, oh, she whips corn. out some corn. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he's like, uh, okay. And then he shows her a coin and she's like, oh, no, we don't have any of that. So that does kind of express like a barrier in communication and understanding. Which, I mean, I do appreciate that they had at least that, but... I think this movie would have been a lot cooler if they couldn't actually speak. Yeah, it would have been... Or even, better yet, if they would have spoke, like, their language of Algonquin, and we would have just had, like, English subtitles to go off of, like, that would have been, I think, a more mature approach, I guess. Yeah. But of course, it's Disney. It's a kid's movie. Like, they can't... Right, They can't really, like, teach the kids anything. It's just, watch this. It's cute. There's a princess. She has a pet. You know, like, yeah. that's Disney for you. <laughs> um, another thing I wanted to talk about, about, like, language, is um, 
why does John Smith not have an accent? Oh my god, thank you. Or like, he has what? the smallest English accent I've ever heard. I just was watching and then I noticed like he's talking to his one friend, the one who does everything in the movie. I forget what his name is though. So of course, I'm not getting him the credit he deserves either. Who cares? So sad. <laughs> but he's speaking to him and I'm like, "Hold up, John. What is this? Like what is this Where's the British? Yeah. Like, you literally came straight off the boat from England. Like, what are you doing? That just made no sense to me. I don't understand that. It's not like people can't understand a British accent. Exactly. And it's not too hard. Like, I feel like kids would understand that, too. I mean, they, they made a point of showing the British flag several times to be like, these are people right. from British places. Great Britain? Yeah. United Kingdom? And everyone else had the accent. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand that at all, and I, it's just a Disney thing, you know? They just were like, Honestly, whatever. when they do the live-action remake, that's when they need to, like, you know, kind of... Because they're going to do it, obviously. Like, I did not look into whether or not they were going to, because I know they will. Mm -hmm. Right. But yeah, when they do that, they definitely need to approach that better. I honestly don't feel like they should redo this one, but, you know? Yeah, that's something I did want to talk about a little bit, or just briefly, at least. I want to mention... I like to talk on the podcast about any new adaptations that are going to happen of the story, which, you know, again, presumably Disney's going to make a live action sometime soon. And I feel like instead of making a new Pocahontas, we should just, you know, and maybe make a new Pocahontas too, but like at the very least, why don't we adapt more Native American stories into film? Because honestly, we have absolutely. like next to none in popular culture. They absolutely should do that, but not as white people directing it because <laughs> yeah. they're going to just ruin it. <laughs> so they should have Native American stories directed by Native American directors. There has to be directors. Like there's no, Yeah. I don't care if they're a small director, like just give the people what they want for <laughs> once. Oh, and like, can we just not whitewash something? Yeah. I'm like talking about the whitewashing so the the actress who plays Pocahontas is actually Native American. Yes. She's from Alaska. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. I just found that out. Yeah, she's from Alaska. She's um from the uh, Inuit, I believe Ooh. is how it's pronounced, and the Cree tribes. So, oh, that's um, so cool. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. And I was looking at the cast, and I did notice there were at least a few... Native American actors, which was kind of exciting to me for a movie made in 1995. Yeah. Like, um, her father was, and the man she was supposed to marry, I don't remember his name because I didn't... Kokuam? Yes, that's it. <laughs> I literally remember Pocahontas and John Smith, and I can't remember anyone else in the movie. Like, they just didn't really exist. Except the tree. The grandma tree. She's the best. So. Grandmother Willow. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we should just have a new version, but it's just about the tree. She was such a boss, dude. She was like showing everybody up and she was like, Pocahontas, like, know. you know that this is true. Go do the thing. Like, girl, get right. it. Right. She's like, quit being stupid. And she was like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> Obviously, in true Disney fashion, she had to have a uh, animal sidekick, though, as well. Two. Two? Yeah, she had which two. Which I... Mm -hmm. They have been doing that a lot. In um like in Mulan, there's two. There's obviously the one who is a little more like prominent, Mushu, and then, you know, 
the cricket, who's just like a secondary animal character, which is like weird, but it works. Pretty much the animals are comic relief in this movie for a movie that's about something super dark and depressing. They're like, here's a raccoon. He's fun. (laughs) And a pug, which I'm like, did pugs even exist? Like, I didn't understand that. Yeah, that's like an interesting thing that you mentioned it because when I was watching, like, there's a couple of cute little scenes with the pug and the raccoon. Uh, and the pug is like the the dog of the douchey, rich, fat guy who's like, I'm going to take over right. this world. And he, of course. like, of course, has the same kind of personality. He's like a douchey kind of pug. I don't know if this is true at all. And I didn't even look into it. But I would think that that would be a breed that probably did start in europe and that we brought over here right the thing about like pugs is they're part of that um group of dogs like with the smush faces that are like they're not that old of dogs they're definitely like newer bred dogs because they've been breeding them for like years and years to get to this point and i just wouldn't think that a pug would exist back then i feel like i'm a dog expert sometimes but i'm 100 percent not so mm-hmm. Who knows? I mean, obviously they had to pick something small that was, like, cute and, like, people would, like, know what it was. Yeah. So if they just picked, like, a random dog, especially if it was, like, a big dog, too, it would be, like, that dog could just eat the raccoon and then the movie would be over, like, because they would just quit at that point. (laughs) The dog would eat the raccoon and then the white people would be like, so that's it. We won. It's ours now. (laughs) Pretty much. It would just speed up the process of the white people winning. They'd be like, well, our dog ate your wild raccoon. So sorry, (laughs) we win. I feel like the people like her family and everyone would be like, we don't we don't even own that raccoon. What are you talking about? He just hangs out. But okay. I mean, honestly, they should have ended it. Like if that happened, they should have ended out of respect because he is the best character. Yeah, absolutely. I believe his name is Miko. Miko? I was going to ask, does he have a name? Because I, again, I just watched it again, again, like right before we talked. Um, But I don't remember most of the names, kind of like you said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's his name because someone I used to work with, their dog was named Miko. And they were like, yeah, it's after the raccoon. And I was like, I didn't even know he had a name, but cool. That's a cute (laughs) name. probably the only reason I know. Yeah, I like it. Speaking of names, going (laughs) here we go. Going back to... uh, Kokuum, the the like beefy hot guy in Pocahontas's like tribe. In the movie, Kokuum wants to marry her, but in reality, it turns out he was actually like her first husband and was apparently killed when Pocahontas was captured in 1613. Huh. I did not actually know that. Well, there you go. That's good information. Look at me learning. <laughs> the more you know. I just love how it's, like, such a stereotypical, like, the girl who doesn't, she's like, I don't want to marry him. I'm independent and I'm brave. But then it is a little bit different of an ending, though, than um, (laughs) most of those movies. Usually their love interest from the beginning that they don't want to marry, he doesn't usually die. But that's cool, I guess. Um, Dark. It's cool because it's different, but it's not cool that they had to just kill him off. You know, I get you. I get you. Like, it's a different attempt. At least they're not just like, oh, they ended up together, like in everything else. Still, killing him off was like 
it was aggressive, but it wasn't if you compare it to like actually what happened <laughs> that they're basing it off of. It was very mild, I would say. I agree. I agree. And it was the only, I think it was like the only actual death in the movie. Yeah. So like one, okay, you can get away with it in Disney terms. Yeah. The death scene was very interesting how they did it and almost to like cover up the fact that he got shot. Like they were like, he got shot and you don't get to see him again. <laughs> like there's no blood. There's <laughs> yeah. no anything. He got shot. That's it. But you don't actually even see him get shot. You don't see like, it's not like anything gory, which is good because this is a children's movie, of course, you know, <laughs> but I do like that they kind of glaze over the fact of that. Yeah, agree. I feel like that's a very Disney and very like kid story thing to do. Um, and on that note, have you ever noticed like how many times in a children's story, a character, like a side character will fall off of something and just disappear and they make no real note of like that person just fucking died. I think it, they do it like that. So it makes the adults watching sad because they're like, okay, well, obviously they died, but it doesn't scar the children in a way where they're like, <laughs> I just watched someone in a movie die because like. We really don't need to be showing children that, I would think. But you never know. I think we need some horror, gory, gory-ass Disney films. <laughs> A gory Disney movie? That would <laughs> yeah. be interesting. Um, Have you considered watching any of the Marvel movies? <laughs> Ooh. If we True. want to talk about horror, because Infinity War was... Oh, God. I'm still hurt by that. All of that. Me too. Oh, so and also Pocahontas in the Disney world, she's claimed as being like a Disney princess. It's like official. She's a Disney princess. Yes. You know, you'll find her in like Disney World, Disneyland. And she basically was like in, in the real story, the real Pocahontas was the daughter of Chief Powhatan, Powhatan. I did not look up how to pronounce that one. Yeah, but she was the daughter of the chief and the chief. Oh, I did look up the other pronunciation of his name. His other name was... Wahon, oh, fuck, hang on. Never mind. I'll just it's okay. Give it you looked it up, and I respect that you looked it up. You know, and yeah. you can admit I don't really know how to say this, even though I looked it up. <laughs> I'm gonna try it because I wrote out the pronunciation instead of the writing, so that I would be able to get it. Um, so Chief Powhatan was also known as Wahon Sonakak. I believe that that's the okay. right pronunciation. I did look it up. If it is not, I. Please educate us. Yes. I would like to know. Tell me. If I said anything wrong, you let me know, please. <laughs> yeah, because so again... So I can never do it again. We're just a couple of a couple of white girls trying to get through this. Yeah, just a couple of white girls trying. That's the best we can give you. Mm -hmm. We're trying. So again, yeah, Disney... Um, Pocahontas was a Disney princess, and she was basically like the equivalent of a princess, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just as in, like, talking about other things like that, like Moana, she's technically a Disney princess, even though she's the chief's daughter kind of thing. Like, even though they don't really call them princesses in the movie, technically they are. I mean, whatever. They're two of the most diverse princesses, so we can't discount them. There's not very many uh, non-white Disney princesses, so we definitely need to include them. Mm -hmm. Actually, there is, like... As it stands now, the the princesses that I can think off the top of my head, 
there is like a good amount of diversity. Like, you know, there's Jasmine. There is. There's Pocahontas. There's, uh, I'm already Tiana. blanking it. Tiana. Yes. There's Tiana. Mulan. Moana. So, you know, we're getting there. And yeah, we are. You know, as we go, we get more and more, which is good. Yeah. Disney, it takes kind of longer, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what can you do? We're still waiting for that, uh, that gay princess or prince, but. Or anyone from the LGBT plus community would be great. Anything. Did I ever tell you when I saw Frozen for the first time, which I think I saw it with you. I saw it definitely with Jen, but I think it was I Jen, think so, yeah. you, me, and Lucy. Because also, I paid for Lucy's ticket. To this day, oh I have gosh, not been paid never back. Oh my gosh, he never paid you back. <laughs> it's, it's like $15. Oh my gosh. Thank you for reminding me of that. Because I need to tell him <laughs> this has been... I, whenever Frozen came out, so... At least five years ago. Yeah, I think it was like more like eight. Yeah. Um, I remember you reminding him consistently about paying you back for that movie ticket, and he never did. So I'm really happy to hear that. <laughs> I don't really care. Like, it's not really that big of a deal, right. but it's just funny it's, to me. At this point, it's just like an <laughs> ongoing joke. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. But uh, as Pocahontas tells us, the real currency is nature and dude we are fucking that up so much like climate change oh boy i know (laughs) pocahontas would be disappointed in us Mm -hmm. let's just say that yeah Ooh, that's too heavy of a topic to get into it's too much like we have to be like disney and repress it and make it happy on the outside okay yeah so so um happy trees grandmother willow my favorite quote of the movie was when grandmother willow who is a tree she says to John, she's like, don't worry, my bark is worse than my bite. And then it cuts to an owl who was like, so done. And I died. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know this. I actually played the owl in that movie, even though I was not born yet when this movie was made. Wait, can you can you do me a favor while I have you here on video chat? Uh-huh. Can you reenact your scene and then describe it to us? I, I can, but no one else is going to see it. So, I mean, you get to see an exclusive take on who played the owl in Pocahontas live. Like, this is, you should be paying a lot of money for this, but you're getting this for free, okay? I'm excited. You have to say the line again. Okay, okay, so she says... I'm going to be honest, I don't really remember this scene very much, but I will do my best. (laughs) Of course. So, so Grandmother Willow is talking to John because he's freaked out that a tree is talking. And she's like, oh, don't worry, my bark is worse than my bite. (laughs) <laughs> so i know just nobody could see that squinting but the straight face excellent you did a great I, job i might have smiled a little bit because i was just like i was just so excited i mean you must get asked to do that like all the time i know i like try to like play it off that i wasn't born yet so people don't ask me all the time <laughs> but like they see right through it you know i forgot that you weren't born when this came out <laughs> I know, man. This came out the year that I was born. Yeah. Um, I had a really stupid fun fact written down that I would just want to share with you now because it was the dumbest thing. This was a this was one that got cut originally, but I thought it was too funny. Mm-hmm. So Pocahontas 2, which we're not even going to talk <laughs> about because what a train wreck that movie is. Yep. Pocahontas 2 came out 17 days before I was born. Oh, my God. So, you know... It was like a really good month. <laughs> I 
was really wondering like what you were going to say about that, like why that was interesting. One of the greatest sequels came out. It wasn't. That's why I cut it originally. But then I thought I would just share with you because like that's just another connection. Like obviously I was in the first movie and then the second movie came out 17 days before I was born. Obviously this would be more exciting if it was like the day I was born exactly. But no, I like to just like talk about things that don't actually matter. Yeah, it sounds to me more like delayed cultural appropriation than anything. 17 days after the sequel to Pocahontas comes out, a white woman pops out and is like, it's my turn, bitches. Let's go. (laughs) That sounds about right, honestly. So another similarity, but also sort of a difference between the, the movie and the real story so John Smith was the first person who obviously like wrote about this whole story. Like the real John Smith, he was like, "Guys, guess what happened to me?" And then every time he like rewrote his story or like retold his story, it was a little bit different and a little bit more like embellished. And in one account, Pocahontas threw her own head over his in order to protect him from being hit slash killed, which that is brought up in the movie. The moment where he's about to be like, you know, actually murdered. Um, Pocahontas throws her head over his which is really cool I like that they had that much of a similarity Uh, like don't don't go out here dying for a man who you just met you know but like true especially a white man of course but (laughs) I do like that they kept that true to the original story like as to where he said this is what happened and then in the movie they're like oh yeah this this can be what happened we can add this in why not do you think John Smith knew that his story would someday be a movie? And so he was like, ooh, you know, it's going to look really cool on screen if she throws right. her head over mine. Of course. I think he did know that one day he would be voiced by uh, Mel Gibson. I think he did know that. Oh, God, course. I forgot about that. <laughs> Disgusting. He was like, he was like, you know what? One day I'm going to be voiced by Mel Gibson in a movie about this. So I might as well just, like, make this as dramatic as I can. If you were to recast that role as, like, somebody else is doing the voice of John Smith, who might you cast? Anyone. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Literally anyone. I don't anyone. think he did a terrible job. I wish a British accent was involved, of course. If if it was, like, today, or are we talking about in 1995? Um, I'd say today, because I feel like we both know more current actors. Right current like british people obviously i'm always gonna say tom holland because i just love him and i love everything he does and Mm -hmm. you know he's british so he would do a great job but john smith would sound like a child because (laughs) even though tom Tom holland is not a child he does sound like one Mm -hmm. so maybe not the best choice but um i stand by it or danny devito oh of course he should play every role in every single movie. He could do a really good Pocahontas, I think. I think live action, just him. <laughs> Literally turn the character of Pocahontas into a white man. That sounds like a great <laughs> oh, idea. wait, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Let's not do that. Live action, everyone looks like the character, but Danny DeVito is John Smith. Oh, he could be... What if he was the raccoon? Oh, now that would be good. Would he be in a raccoon costume, or are we talking about animated? I think it would be kind of like the movie Cats, where he's like CGI'd over his body. let's not do that. (laughs) We definitely don't need another movie like Cats. So, so moving on. You know. um, (laughs) Yeah. I just also want to mention 
in the larger sense. Like, it's very telling how, like, the most famous story of a Native American was told and retold in early America as if Pocahontas was, like, enlightened by Christianity and colonization. Um, You know, you kind of touched on this in the beginning, but just, like, God, that really shows our culture of being, like, let's talk about the one woman who we can we can spin to say that she just loved white culture white culture <laughs> white culture yeah pretty much white culture which is you know not really a thing yeah the thing i was reading earlier this like really like summed it up nicely for me is people will watch pocahontas and they're like wow this is a story about a native american girl who this is one of the only famous ones that I could just recall off of the top of my head. Mm -hmm. And people watch this movie and they pat themselves on the back for being like, oh, I'm so like accepting of this movie. But in reality, they're just loving a story about a girl who worshipped white culture. Yeah. So this girl... Which wasn't even real Pocahontas. Was... Exactly. She was influenced by white culture and that's the movie. (laughs) And people are like wow, a movie about someone who's Native American. This is so exciting. Like, (laughs) you pretty much just watched a movie about someone, like, figuring out who white people were and being like, yeah, this is cool. It just (laughs) doesn't make any sense. And, like, even just the movie itself, how they really only illustrate, like, one of the white characters as being kind of the antagonist. Like, the big big man guy who's, like, the rich guy. You know, he has this whole song and he has... He's obviously, like, angry and awful. Um, Whereas the rest of them are, like, John Smith is seen as this pretty good guy overall. And all the rest of the people who came with him as well are seen as being, like, well, they're not great. But when it comes time, like, they choose the good side. And I'm like, "Uh, okay, you're sort of just really, really washing away all of the terrible shit that white people had done at this time and still do. Of course. Yeah, I, um... I have so much to say about John Smith, about just, like, him, white men in general, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, The second he came on the screen, I immediately got hit with, like, this hero complex. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. when he swings, literally swings into the scene, they're all like, oh my gosh, of course, John's here. He's going to, like, defeat them all and help us get this new land. And... In that opening scene, he literally says the line, I won't let you lads have all the fun in reference to fighting and killing Native Americans. That's what they were speaking of. And he said, I won't let you have won't let you lads have all the fun. And I was like, immediately, he's not going to win me over after this line. Yeah. Like, I don't like this man. Yeah, people can change. But no. Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. People could change, and there could have been, like, a decent redemption arc for this one character. But I feel like there really wasn't. Like, he kind of just hangs out with Pocahontas for a day himself. or two. Yeah. And that's really it's it. It's pretty much he's brainwashing her. That's what the movie is. Basically. Instead of doing a redemption arc for him, he brainwashes her to think that he's cool, and then that's it. There's so many things about him, like... There's a whole scene where he's just mansplaining to her, of course. Mm -hmm. He says, you don't know any better. Like, she's trying to leave and, like, get away from him. And he's like, no, you don't know any better. Like, that's why you're trying to leave. Let me show you because I know better. 
is pretty much what he's saying. And I it's, I hate it a lot. Dude, the movie Avatar did so much better. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the movie Avatar is constantly <laughs> talked about as being just like a ripoff right. of Disney's Pocahontas. And in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. it is. But at least it does better with that regard. Like, first of all, when we get introduced to the John Smith character, he's like, um, what, like an ex-Marine or like a current Marine or whatever. And he's like in a wheelchair and whatever. But without getting into like the full synopsis of that movie, he has already like a good redeeming quality of character. And then he kind of just like really actually redeems it by like learning from her and, you know, realizing that like, hey, maybe we shouldn't destroy this planet and all of their resources but yeah in the pocahontas disney film he's just like there and he just like hangs out with her for a day and she's like i love you and i will protect you why right the best part of that movie is when he leaves at the end and she doesn't go with him it's my favorite scene yes and i dude i hadn't seen this movie in a while and i remember when i rewatched it and i was like I was watching that moment. She like runs over to the cliff to watch him leave in the ship and all of these beautiful leaves from colors of the wind like blow past her and towards the ship. And I was like, oh, no, she's going to she's going to jump. She's going to go. And I'm it's glad exactly she what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, she ran up there and I was like, she's going to jump and she's going to go with him and I'm going to be upset. And then she didn't. And I was like, wow, like they got me, I guess, because I assumed from that scene that she would just be like oh but i love him i want to go with him and i'm so glad that she didn't and she stayed with her family even though in the second one she goes to england anyways but it's fine we pretend like that one doesn't exist so have you seen that if one? we end pocahontas with the first one i saw it a really long time ago i didn't want to watch it again Good. because i just didn't want to see her go to england i couldn't live with myself i was like no i want to just leave it as she stays with her tribe in their land Mm -hmm. and these people leave them even though obviously i knew they come back and probably aren't as nice the second time you know probably are a little bit less disney and a little more terrifying reality yeah Um, so i have another trivia question for you and i'm ready to throw it at you are you ready perfect all right this one's gonna be a lot harder okay good the first one was like too easy (laughs) So which two Oscars did Pocahontas win? Think of like what the best qualities of this film are. I mean, obviously I would say the soundtrack is like a great part of the movie. Pretty much Colors of the Wind carries the entire soundtrack, but everything else is like decent. I would say the soundtrack for sure. Um gonna hate me because i don't i don't watch the oscars i know nothing about the oscars (laughs) do you want me to you kind of got it do you want me to give you the answer so there are two categories that this film won it won best score and separately it won best original song so both they're different things because the the actual like instrumental score is considered different from like the sing sing songs right yeah but yeah it won both of those yeah i mean that makes sense I always forget that they call it, like, a score, not the soundtrack. The soundtrack is more, like, the songs that they, like, are singing and stuff, not just, like, the music throughout the film. The score was beautiful, of course, Mm -hmm. as most Disney movies are. That's, like, a good thing that they usually get right, is the score, songs, everything about the music is always good. 
Absolutely. I mean, I never have met a Disney song I didn't like. Let's be honest. Oof, but most of Frozen Two. What? I I really did not like Frozen Two, and there's only like two songs in that that I think are good. I'm gonna actually agree with you here. Lost in the Woods is the greatest song and scene in our entire generation of movies. In my lifetime, I have never watched something that was as good as that scene. Mm-hmm. And I saw I watched that movie with an eight-year-old, and she was sitting there, and she was like, "I don't get it." She didn't understand the scene at all, and I was hysterically laughing. <laughs> and I was like, they put this in literally just for us. Like, this wasn't about the children. And that was my favorite part. If they had a scene like that in Pocahontas, it might have changed the entire movie. <laughs> just saying. Possibly when they do the inevitable live action remake, they could do something fun. But, you know, I think that that movie is going to be, when they do it, I think I it's going like to be pretty I feel like something lame. fun is not something they should add to this movie. <laughs> Maybe something truthful yeah, would you're be right. nice. Like. Um, I have sort of a closing question for you. If you were a Disney princess, who would you be and why? I would thousand percent be Rapunzel from Tangled. Um, That is my absolute favorite Disney movie, which people always think is weird because it's like one of the newer ones. It was like from 2010, I think. Mm -hmm. But I literally tried to illegally download that movie twice because I wanted to watch it so bad and didn't want to buy it when I was like 13 and then I got a virus both times because I'm stupid that's how much I love that movie like I was willing to get a virus twice because I couldn't learn the first time of course eventually for Christmas Jen bought it for me so I didn't do that again which was nice good good but um I would for sure be her because you know like she has like such like a high energy to her that I really love. And I do love like the innocence factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't been locked in a tower my entire life. So like only just this past year. Yeah. Just this year. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, this year we kind of were all a little bit like Rapunzel. We understood it a tiny bit, except I didn't have an abusive mother character around, you know? Do you have any closing thoughts about Pocahontas that you would like to toss in here before we wrap up? There was this one part that really just like, as they started saying this, I was immediately writing them down. I just wanted to bring it up briefly. So I wrote down, there's a lot of name calling in this movie. So there's a lot of things that the white people call the Native Americans. And there are things that the Native Americans call the white people, all of which are justified from their point but the white people say some terrible things with no context it's all assumptions Mm -hmm. so some of my favorites is obviously the word savages is used a lot in this movie which i understand from disney's point of view like they're trying to like use the history of it but also i just absolutely hated that word after this movie it was terrible like i'm like just don't now it ruined that song, whatever that TikTok song is. <laughs> the savage song, you know? Yeah. So they call them savages. They call them murderous thieves. They call them peasants. Like, everything that the white people coming to their land call them is all based on assumptions. 
And those words just feel like so much heavier to me than the words the Native Americans use. Um, they do call them pale visitors, which I just thought was hilarious. <laughs> because, like, that's not offensive to them. That's just what they're seeing, which is fair. Like, they don't know. They haven't seen people that look like them before. So I get that one. But they call them um, wolves devouring all in its path, Ooh. which I loved because... I love the fact that the name calling comes from both sides, but from the Native American side, you can just feel how justified it is because they're watching them come onto their land, tearing it up and trying to take everything that is theirs and that belongs to the earth. So I think that that was like a really cool, like kind of like metaphor for it, just calling them wolves. And they do, they call them invaders. They call them beasts because that's what they're seeing. They're seeing firsthand these people coming from nowhere. They don't know where these people came from. They don't know that these people existed. And they're coming over. They're tearing up their land. They're killing their people. I think it's very justified for them to call them these names. Absolutely. So that was just something I wanted to just touch on because it was so like it stood out to me a lot like watching the movie. Like I was jotting them down every time I heard them like call them a different name because I was like comparing how just like the names that like the white people use is very like they're like very heavy there's like a lot of like hate to them and they don't know these people and it's just like so sad to me that they like come to these people's lands and they call them like even just down to calling them names like they take everything from them but they have to call them names too and then the song savages was so much yeah it is like a very it's a very cool song and I do like that they each call each other savages, but it's very clear that one of them is way more justified. But yeah, those are just just my closing thing is, um, you know, white people have a lot of learning and growing to do still mm-hmm. to this day, even from 1616 when this movie was like based off of. Yeah. Even from 1995 when this movie was made and even to today. But it's nice these days to at least see people trying more. <laughs> that's true. That's the best I can say. Well said, man. And on that note, I guess uh, I guess that's that. Thank you. I I'm really glad that we finally got to record this. I know it's been a while. We've had some I know scheduling and technical difficulties, but we did it, man. I'm here. We did it, and I will be back in December, I believe. So that'll be fun. We will see you on the Grinch. Yeah. That's a wrap. If you enjoyed this week's episode, we'd appreciate if you'd follow the show on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever platform you're listening from. You can also find exclusive episode release schedules and more on our Instagram, Flip the Script with Kim. Thank you for your time, and we hope you'll tune in for next week's episode. Peace out. <laughs>